Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. lovelies. Okay. So I actually have already recorded part of this episode and I listened back to it and the words are so beautiful. So I'm not going to redo it. But the reason I considered redoing it is because my kids, I am guessing my kids were playing with my mic when I didn't know, and I got recording and I didn't sound check, which I usually do, but I'm not fully firing today, (laughs) which you'll find out why in the in the episode. And so the, the, um, the gain is turned up really high, which means that there's just a little bit of that wah, 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 wah sound when I record today. So bear with me. It only goes on for like the first third of the episode, but because what I say is so juicy and delicious and raw, I wanted to leave it. So forgive me, bear with me for the first, you know, maybe six or seven minutes, and then it'll sound a little more clear. I love you guys. Hello, beautifuls. Oh, I'm the luckiest to be able to do this podcast. How are you? Today is Monday, January 4th. So I don't know what day it is when you're listening to this, but that's where I am in the timeline, time spectrum today. And today I want to talk about something that's been in my heart, on my mind, very personally, and also for many people who I love and serve in my business which is grief, grieving. In 2020, I had two clients who had grandparents pass away from the COVID-19 pandemic. I had a great uncle pass away. And these were times where not only are you grieving the loss of a life of a loved one, but how they're dying. And it's this isn't all just going to be about COVID related. That was just one example. I also had a dear friend. I mean... I feel funny saying she's my dear friend. McKenna, you know who you are. It's like, I feel like we're dear friends, even though I've only gotten to know you on social media. Technically, I know my mom knows you in person. But either way, social media has this way of letting people into your heart and your space, whether they know it or not. And so, um, but McKenna has um, publicly let us know that her baby passed away and So she and I have been talking a little bit, and then I've had clients grieve all sorts of things. Um, I wanted to kind of go over a list of things that many women grieve postpartum. So this isn't just the loss of life, okay? This episode, yes, it's about when you lose someone you love, but I've been so... One of the most fascinating things that I have kind of come across in my work serving postpartum moms in postpartum anxiety, depressiveness, is how much grief comes up, not even death necessarily, although that's part of it for sure. But here are some things that I feel like we collectively grieve postpartum, specifically postpartum. We grieve the freedom of a past life. Sometimes we also feel guilty for that. Nevertheless, sometimes we really feel grief for the life that we had before this baby, whether it was zero babies and now we have a baby and we grieve the freedoms of just spontaneous, you know, a couple just being able to leave and go do whatever they want. Or we grieve the routines and the systems and the strength and the confidence and the stamina that we had before 
now we have a new baby. We have five kids instead of four or three kids instead of two, whatever it is. So we can grieve past life. We can grieve being single once we get married and start having babies. We can grieve our body and how it used to look and how it used to feel and how we used to feel about it. We can grieve how our marriage felt before this baby and how it feels now. We can grieve our birth experience and the way that we wanted it to go and the way that it ended up going. We can grieve our child, like if they, first of all, if you lose a child, miscarriage, stillbirth, anything tragic after babies are born, then you can also grieve, you know, if your baby comes out and has a surgery that was unforeseen or a diagnosis that you have to process for a while, there are so many things that can come with grief. Today, the same day that as I'm recording this podcast with you, and part of the reason I chose to record it today is I'm literally in the middle of grieving the loss of my grandma. She has not passed away um, quite yet. We're we're still kind of in the process. She's on hospice and she's not doing well at all. And all the siblings have gathered. And I already said my goodbyes this summer in person. I decided to do that um, earlier this year, knowing that things might go the way they are, but grief is a part of life, right? And it is just a part of loving and being human and having relationships, being wired for connection. When we experience, I wouldn't say the loss of connection because you still are connected to people even when they're not physically present or physically on earth, right? We know that a lot of times much healing can happen between you and a loved one once they have passed on. So there's definitely still a connection, but we grieve what we thought we had and what we wanted to have and what we used to have. So even though, for example, for me today, my grandma is passing away and I'm Um, I don't know if she'll pass today, but she's not, you know, she's going soon, probably will depart from us. And I'm, I'm actually not grieving that she's moving on. I'm relieved that she's moving on and I'm happy for that part of her journey. Um, but I grieve the loss of a grandma the way that I know it. I don't know if you guys know this, but I have lost three grandparents in the last year. I've lost my step-grandpa, Sterling Colton, passed away in the fall of 2019. And then my sweet grandmother, Colleen Haycock, my mom's mom, passed away in January 2020. And here we are a year later. Can't believe it's been a year. Because seriously, it's taken me like all year to even just like... I mean, the grief just goes in bits and pieces, Right. And so, and then this month we've got my sweet grandma, Nola, my dad's mom. Um, so I've got one grandparent left, my grandma, Ellie, she's in a care center in Provo. Um, but the rest have all passed. Two of my grandpas passed years ago. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about, um, I'm just, I'm actually just going to share as I've gone through this much grief and as I've watched clients grieve and help them process their grief, I'm going to just share some things that I've learned and I'm not here today to actually make your grief easier because I don't think it's supposed to be easy. I think that if it were easy, it would be stealing something from us as humans. Like I want to first put forth this idea that grief is a gift. It really is. Is it a gift that you lost your loved one? 
maybe you wouldn't say it like that, right? Is it a gift? It's like grief doesn't feel good. It's loss, but at the same time, it's cleansing. And every time I've grieved one of my grandparents this year, I've had so much clarity on who I am and who they were. So grief is a time when we put a period at the end of a sentence, even though we keep writing the book. It's just like that sentence is over, right? And we look back and we read we read what we've written. We read the story that was, and it informs how we continue writing the rest of the story. And that's why I say grief is a gift, because it helps us identify even more clearly who we are. You think about grandparents and me, for example, or I want you to think about you and your grandparents. When a grandparent, this is such a special relationship, grandchild and grandparent. When a grandparent passes away, you are left with really no choice other than to feel even more keenly this sense that you are moving up a notch on the family tree. As one generation, you know, the leaves on the tree fall off, new buds are are stemming. And somewhere in there is the leaf that's just in its prime is you and I, right? We're having the new buds, which is our, our babies. And then the old leaves are falling and we are becoming the new leaves that will turn old one day. And you start to feel that natural progression through the generations. And so that's one thing I wanted to say is that grief truly is a gift. Now, what about when one of your sweet buds on your tree falls off and it's not a grandparent and it's not a healthy, you know, one of us in our thirties or forties in the middle of raising our family or our twenties. But what about when, um, when somebody younger than you passes away? Absolutely devastating. Obviously, of course, there's so much pain and grief. I know with my sweet friend McKenna and her baby Claire that passed away, she was um, 11 months old. By the way, I mentioned this in my stories. So for those of you who don't maybe follow me on Instagram. Um, I just have a friend, McKenna Wooly, who, um, had a baby pass away and she posted about it and was so generous to share it with us. And I say that because it has been, um, a gift to me to be able to grieve with her and to be able to take that on and feel that. So she's at McKenna, M-C-K-E-N-N-A, Wooly, W-O-O-L-L-E-Y. If you wanted to just, grieve with a fellow mom and send love. And frankly, if you want to donate, I know her family's moving across the country because of all that's going on and, um, needing to plan a funeral and everything. So at McKenna Woolley, definitely go, um, send some love. I've grieved a lot and I didn't even know Claire, I didn't have to, to feel the grief that is there as a collective human, you know, experience. Um, that being said, yeah, when somebody younger than you passes away, and what I've, as I've noticed with anybody that I've known that's had a baby pass away, and it's just a handful of my friends and family, is you are, I, I know, I feel like the focus goes to the plan that's bigger than us. And that's feel, that feels like the choice of where your healing can be found, right? So when you lose a grandparent, somebody older than you, it's like, it would be selfish to want them to stay. It's like their body's done. It's their time to go, but you start focusing on you and where you are in the family tree. But when somebody younger than you passes away, I think what it helps you to do is really consider 
the greater plan. And I find a lot of comfort and healing focusing on things that I can't actually see. So God's plans are actually something I can't see. I don't see the whole of them. I know some of them. And I find a lot of comfort thinking about the fact that the universe takes people and and uses them for purposes that are to their best advantage, to their best, fullest expression of who they can become. I truly believe that death is not the end, but the beginning oftentimes of a new dimension of potential for a human being. And so when I think of little Claire passing away or any anybody young in years, I find comfort and take this or leave this if this doesn't serve any of you guys. I just find comfort in thinking about that God's plan is always the progression of his children and their joy. And so while there might be pain and loss and sorrow, I also believe that there's something about not having a body and just being a spirit after this life that's actually very liberating for each one of us. And that doesn't mean that we are less than or that we are somehow somehow held captive by having a body, but rather some spirits are benefited with, you know, with timing that we don't understand by leaving behind their body and being able to work and live without one. So if that takes you into weirdness and other dimensions and like you're uncomfortable, that's okay. But this is just my belief system is that life continues in a spirit form after we die until the resurrection, which is made possible through Jesus Christ. So thank you for holding the space as I share a few of my beliefs on this topic. The next thing I wanted to say, and I've already kind of said this, but just a reminder, you can truly grieve anything. There's something so yummy and delicious in giving yourself permission to grieve anything. A dog passing away. I remember when my dog died and I was a senior in high school, it was devastating. And I remember thinking I was sobbing by myself. I like didn't go to volleyball practice because my dog had just passed away and I canceled a couple other things with friends. And I remember thinking, is this really that big of a deal? Like it's just a dog. That's what one, one part of my brain wanted to say. Okay. Resolve the mic issue. We're picking back up where we left off. Um, but yeah, one brain, one part of my brain wanted to totally minimize it. And you have to be careful of that. You guys, when you're grieving, maybe somebody else's loss, or you're grieving something that their your brain is like, well, maybe this isn't a big deal. It can be. And the sooner you just give yourself permission to be sad, even if it doesn't make sense to you, why you're sad or why, or even if there's a part of you that says you, you shouldn't be so sad or somebody else says that to you, just know that the more you give yourself permission to just feel what you're feeling, the faster you'll move through it. Not that that's necessarily the goal, but when you kind of invalidate, it really kind of shoves it back down and doesn't allow you to work through it. And it's not going anywhere. If you're grieving, you're grieving. So whether you wanted to or not, whether you think you should or not, if you're grieving, you're grieving. So just give yourself that permission to grieve. And that's something that I have done this week. Um, again, my brain was like, oh, you don't know this person's baby. And it doesn't matter if there's grief there, there is grief there. Let it flow like a river, let it run its course. And always there's a gift on the other side. Even if we're not happy about the loss that we're seeing, um, grief is a beautiful part of life in one sense, you know, at one part on the journey. The last thing I want to say about grief is that it really moves through your entire body. This is a really neat exercise, but 
you can close your eyes. I mean, especially if you're like really grieving something, you can close your eyes and I want you to visit each body part and you will find grief there. Like you can find grief in every single cell in your body. Your from your big toe to your shins, your knees, your hips. Grief is moves through your body. And the most beautiful thing that I've experienced is massage therapy with somebody who really has a gift with healing and um, finding the grief in your body and helping you release it. I have a lady, her name's Patty. I love her dearly. If you live in my area, you might be so lucky as to get her name and number if you are interested. She's by referral only. She doesn't even advertise. But Patty has a way of touching my body and pressing on certain muscles that she, she knows. And she has an understanding of where grief really centers in the body and where it hangs out. Um, depending on what it's centering around, like more feminine, you know, maternal, like mother related grief and anything with feminine stuff's on one side of your body and masculine's on the other. And then there's different parts of the body, but it's so fascinating and I don't understand it all fully, but, um, that's been one beautiful thing. And that's where I really learned that grief just has to be released is it's all over in your body. So I encourage you, the tendency with grief is to want to turn outward and almost to like run away from it. I mean, maybe for some of us, for me, that doesn't feel like the tendency anymore. I know the old me before ever finding coaching and really changing my emotional life and health is I would just busy myself and kind of stay distracted and like try to keep it surface level because I didn't know how to dive in and to really deeply feel and still be okay. I was afraid sometimes of feeling big things. Um, not all the time, but I think with grief, it did feel a bit overwhelming to me. And that even came up this time around with a couple things that I've been grieving recently. Um, and so what I want to offer for that is just turn into the grief, like let it happen. One song that truly helps me like move through grief and not run away from it is Jason Mraz. It's called details in the fabric. So if you haven't heard of Jason Mraz, it's just Jason. And then Mraz is M R A Z. He's one of my favorite artists, probably the favorite right now. And, uh, as far as his songwriting and just who he is and stuff, but, um, that song really, when I want to wiggle out of grief or distract myself or turn away or just not think about it or do something else, he helps me to just look it in the face and like, feel it, feel it, let it in, let it course through your entire body for as long as it takes an hour, two days, two weeks. And that's what I help my clients do. And I want to offer that gift to you guys. If you are grieving, it could be anything. And that's really, I want you to remember, it doesn't have to be the loss of a loved one. Although of course there's grief there, but it can be anything for me. I grieved for a while, like the way my breasts look like they look, I, I love them now, but for a while I didn't. And I felt like, oh, I felt like something had been taken from me and nobody really ever talks about how much your boobs change when you nurse babies, um, three babies in four years. Like, yeah, they were t- quite different at the end of that run of childbearing. And, um, and my, like, again, that voice in your head might say something like, oh, that's vain or, oh, that's selfish. But 
that is invalidating and that is minimizing and distracting to the grieving. So be careful of that voice in your head that wants to minimize and belittle and distract from the grief. Let the grief be there. Um, this is what I help my clients do. Everything from emergency C-sections or um, just trauma related to birth to um, anxiety, grieving, like the calm that you used to be because now you're anxious and you didn't used to be anxious. Grieving, being depressive. There's a lot of grief that happens when we have mood and mental health disordery stuff or shifting postpartum, not only are you trying to figure out how to live with anxiety and trying to find yourself amidst depressiveness, you're also grieving who you were and the the ability to be happy and bouncy and resilient that you had before. So there's a lot of grief just with mental health struggles postpartum. And so I want to invite you into my practice. I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour long consults And in that hour, we go over what's not working first and foremost. And so I really give you a chance to look into your body and your life and verbally express and lay out maybe for the, a lot of times for my people, it's the first time they've really given themselves permission in a safe space where somebody's really listening and isn't inconvenienced by their pain in any way. And is actually there for that whole purpose. A lot of times on the console is the time that women for the first time, like lay it all out, like all of it. And they're like, really getting real with how unhappy they are or how scared they are or how broken or lost they feel. So that's the thing we do first on the consult. And then as I listen and I take notes, um, we go over where you want to be. So without hating where you are, just allowing yourself to be where you are. We also play in this future place of where you with coaching would want to take yourself, how you would want to show up with your kids. There's kind of three main places, which is your, your motherhood with your kids, your marriage with your husband or Hey, whoever your partner is. And then also, um, yourself. So your relationship with yourself. So those are the three areas, motherhood, marriage, and the self relationship. And so we go over where you want to be in each of those areas And then, um, I get a chance to share with you after listening through that with my heart and with my expertise, I share with you the vision that I see, you know, with where you want to go, plus where you are, plus my coaching and my expertise and tools, where we could take you in the time that I work with my clients and what that would look like daily, weekly, month by month. Um, just, we paint that vision and then we talk about the offer of course. And, um, and we, you know, I coach your brain. I, I, if you want me to, I, I am your coach for the rest of the, the hour, helping you make your decision. My goal for my consults, just so you know, is clarity. That's what I want. I don't, I'm not there to get a yes or a no. I am there to help you really be clear on what your answer is on what your decision is. And, um, even if like, you're a yes. And then some no stuff comes up and you're like, Oh, what is this? I I thought I was a yes. And, but I'm scared or whatever. I'm just there to neutrally just explore all of it with you. So that's my gift to you is the free 60 minutes. I absolutely adore. Can I just say real quick? I just wanted to say thank you. I know my client Meredith, um, I canceled on her today with everything going on with my grandma and we're rescheduling. Of course, I'll take good care of you, Meredith. Um, but It was one of those moments where I was so supremely grateful for the women that I work with. I want each of you to know how much I am grateful for you. 
And as I hold space for you, you hold space for me. When I have moments like this where my life is crazy for a day or, you know, when I'm going through something as a human, right? Because I am your coach, but I'm a human. And I just want to say thank you for always um, being so reciprocal and gracious with me. And I love that I get to serve you. And I I also drove past my husband's old workplace today on the way to an, on the way home from an appointment. I drove pl- I passed where he used to work, and I thought I could literally feel in my body the aching that I used to feel when he was gone. Like it just never ever was right for us and for me to have a husband that worked away from me all day. And it really was the discomfort and the aching, which part of that was managed and resolved and not resolved, like gone, but I was able to live with that and take care of myself amongst that pain of having my husband gone through coaching once I found coaching. But even still, I just didn't want to live like that and experience that. And, um, and so I did something about it. Like I, 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 before I ever found this business opportunity, I prayed to God and it started with, please show me how to heal from my depression after I had tried antidepressants and therapy and support groups. Like I had tried the gamut. I tried talking to my OB and all the things. And I still was so struggling and we were living with my in-laws. That's how much I just couldn't do on my own. And that's when I found coaching. And so my promise to heavenly father was that if he would show me healing after I felt like I'd tried the whole deck of cards, then, then I would help others. And, uh, but that, but before I even had that struggle and, that made that promise, I was always looking for a way to solve this problem. (laughs) I just don't think it's the way it's meant to be. And forgive me. I know so many of us, um, you know, either have working husbands or we work or whatever. And I'm not saying we're not supposed to work. I'm just saying like, I just want to give you the hope that whatever's not working about the work life or husband schedule or your schedule, like I really want you to know that when you team up with the universe and when you get your hands on really good tools and get your brain and your body in a good place, you can literally create anything you want to that suits you. Anything, anything you can dream up, you can create it. I'm pretty sure that's another one of the lines from Jason Mraz's music. <laughs> I think he says like, if you can dream it, you can be it or something. It's such like a cliche phrase, but I just wanted to throw that out to you. Um, if things aren't working in any way, come work with me and I can help you situate your brain first because change happens from the inside out. And so once you get your brain and your body cleansed and processing and really firing on all cylinders and we clean up any of the garbage that you feel like is in there and the residual pain from years past or just the heaviness that's there right now, that's when you have so much more manpower towards your future and so much more magnetic force with with heavenly father and with the universe and you can truly co-create with him exactly what you want. That's what I believe. So love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you here on the podcast next week. Please do me a favor. If this episode made you think of somebody that's gone through loss recently or might be struggling, please just share, just share the episode and any of the episodes. Um, I want this podcast to be received whether people come find me and hire me or not. I, this is my gift. So Thank you for helping me share it always. Thank you for being here and we'll talk next week. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. 
set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple. And I will be calling you soon. 